Welcome back again, everybody, to Menace Podman, your NBA and fantasy basketball podcast. I'm Scott Keller, along with Steve St. Pierre, and we hope everybody's enjoying Summer League as much as we are. Um, we got a bunch of stuff today to talk about. Um, today, we'll recap some of the Summer League action, just kind of our thoughts and opinions on what we've seen so far. Um, quick chat about the in-season tournament that was announced after the last podcast. Um, we actually get to start our individual team breakdowns, and as always, um, we'll have a quick WNBA update at the the end of the pod. But uh, before we get into the good news, I just want to shout out to Podcast Delivery, um, podcastdelivery.com or at Podcast Delivery on Twitter. Um, they're just another place that helps get the word out on new and exciting podcasts, give recommendations. They got newsletters, and recently, just on uh, July 9th, they put out a a tweet, you know, with our uh, Menace Podman on it and get the word out to some people. So that was pretty cool. And we thank them for that. Very cool. Pre- much appreciated. Yep. So let's get into it. Name on your paper. First thing. Um. So the ESPYs were uh, Wednesday, July 12th. Um, I never watched the ESPYs. I don't know if you watched the ESPYs. I do not, but I've seen some highlights. Exactly. So that's kind of where I'm at. Saw a few <laughs> highlights this morning. Um, and as far as getting first things and good news, the ESPYs is really good at giving you some things for good news. Um, so I was going to keep it basketball related, obviously. Um, Sue Bird actually came out. She introduced the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, Drew Holiday and uh, his wife, Lauren Holiday, uh, his uh, Lauren, she used to play. She retired in 2015. The U, yeah. uh, from the U.S. Women's National Team soccer or football, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they actually received the Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award. Um, Very well deserved. Yeah, awesome. I, I actually didn't know everything about you know what they've been doing and some things they've been going through. Yeah. Um, there was a whole video, a little montage before, and I guess like when they when she first his wife first got pregnant, it's like what three four years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like six months pregnant. She got a had a brain tumor tumor diagnosed, non cancerous brain tumor, yeah. um, and then she had to wait until she had her first child to you know get everything taken care of. Um, but that's kind of they were they were talking through that, and they were talking about how they just put other people first and uh, whatnot. You know, think about other people, and so that was one one of the the examples where they put, you know, the baby's life before the mothers and whatnot. So that was sure. cool, cool little intro. Um, but basically they just, they've been giving out a bunch of money to um, support black and brown small businesses and nonprofits. Um, in 2020, in the pandemic year, uh, Drew Holiday actually donated the rest of his salary that year, which turned out to be $5.3 million. Um, so just a cool story. Awesome people. They seem like they, they got it together. Easy to root for them. And uh, yeah, just keep helping people, helping family and, you know, help people around you. Facts. Yep. So that's all I got on the, uh, the good news. Actually, you know what? I got one other piece of good news. Um, so I was, I was pretty sure that um, daily DFS fantasy, um, things were just impossible to win and I didn't think I would ever win one. And I proved myself wrong uh, last night and I did the WNBA. It was just the one, one game Seattle uh, versus Atlanta and get your captain and your five others underneath. Mm -hmm. And it was great because I got to the, the five minutes before tip off and I was sitting there and I was like, I better check my lineup again real quick. (laughs) So, uh, I checked it out and Jewel Lloyd got scratched right kind of right at the last minute. And I was like, Oh yes, thank God I saw it. So there's 313 <laughs> people in this uh, contest or whatever. And I think probably about half of them had Jewel Lloyd in their, con- nice. in their lineup and they never were able to switch it or never did switch it. Um, so I was able to switch that and I ended up with my captain of Ryan Howard and Jordan Horston, Nia Coffey, Alicia Gray, Cheyenne Parker, and I can't remember her first name, but Benjiadu um, from Seattle. She had screwed me over in a past one. She got in the starting lineup. So now Jordan Horston ended up replacing Jewel Lloyd. She had a career night, mm-hmm. 23 points, 10 boards, two assists, three steals, uh, three for four from three. So Jordan Horston, I tweeted out earlier. I said, thank you. You know, if you're ever in Detroit, I owe you dinner. Because <laughs> she, she was the difference in uh, 
yeah, she ended up winning me first place. I split it with somebody actually, and uh, turned out with seven hundred dollars. <laughs> That's right. Wow! So fifteen. Congrats, man. Nice move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was a fifteen dollar entry turned into seven hundred. So it was a lot I of think, fun. So I think I added Horston in our league and used yeah. her. And it's a great move. I actually have her in our notes for the for the update to uh, yeah. add her or Sammy Wickham, but. Nonetheless, it was the right move. Had to hit everything perfect and split it. And so they can be done. They can be won. They're not fixed, <laughs> which is pretty You just great. have to pay attention. You got to get on there like you did. You got to look last minute, check for any injuries. And and then, like you said, hope that other people don't. Yep. <laughs> and then that wipes them right out of it. So Yeah. So then it takes out half your competition, which is pretty cool. And it's yep. still tough after that. But it is. It's Anyways, hard work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun, though. Love it. So, it uh, so that's some good news uh, for everything. Uh, let's, I guess we'll just go into the summer league talk real quick. Um, I don't know if there's any specific people you wanted to shout out as far as uh, what you've seen. Well, I think we should start with like the, the really big ones, you know, uh, Victor Wimbanyama, yep. Chet Holmgren, you know, those two kind of both stand out to me, um, not only physically, but in terms of how they've played, how they've looked um, very dominant, especially on the defensive end. The shot blocking, you know, the size, we knew that was all there, but also just the versatility offensively, the ball handling, the stepping outside, um, shooting, um, playmaking, I mean, all that stuff. It's just, it's, it's what's going to make both of those guys very, very sought after in fantasy. Um, they've just got a complete game that really translates across the board. So um, I've got both of those guys pretty high in my rankings, and I know they're just going to get higher and higher as we get closer to the season. Um, there's going to be so much hype on both of them. And yeah. um, if you want them, you're going to have to pounce early. Exactly. I was going to say, um, I started doing my rankings. I did not finish, but I, I kind of have like 150 and I still need to move some of them around. I've moved a lot of them, but um, obviously it's early. So I'll still have time over the summer to kind of tweak things, but uh, I definitely want to look at them, but early, and I don't know if this is this is probably wrong for everybody else, but I actually have Chet Holmgren above Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> I, I just like the situation that he's in better over there, but we'll we'll see what happens. I get it because I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on Victor, um, you know, to really kind of carry that team. Whereas with OKC, they have Shea, they've got Giddy, they've got all these other guys that they can kind of, you know give the ball to and, and Holmgren can kind of just focus on his own game and not having to do too much too soon. Correct. And so I, I get it. I think it's going to be easier to kind of stagger some of those guys, you know, with Victor, there's going to be so much pressure on him. And you know that um, if they start losing early, there's just going to be more and more chances of him sitting and resting and not playing consistently. So I feel both like guys, both I'm guys sorry. are injury um, risks, but. I was just going to say, I feel like Wembenyama might have more injury risk. I don't know. I feel like even though he, I don't know, I guess even though Holmgren hasn't played yet, you know, in the NBA, like, I feel like he's more, I don't know, like he knows a little bit more already. Well, and he spent the last year putting on some weight. You sure. know, he, he looks significantly stronger than he did a year ago, uh, but his game's still there. You know, everything's still there statistically. So um, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I, I, I have them basically right next to each other in my rankings. Okay. And I do think that Victor is going to go first in most drafts because of the hype. Yeah. But, um, I think they're both going to go right around each other. And like I said, I think you're, if you want either of them, you better be ready to pounce early. Yeah. But, um, yeah, when Minyama had that shaky start in the first game of the summer league, but he, he admitted he didn't know what he was doing. He said, yeah. so, <laughs> so that was kind of cool. And then, yeah. um, and then, yeah, Chet Holmgren's just looked fantastic. I think pretty much every single game. I don't, I haven't seen anything bad from him. So, um, obviously, other higher draft picks. Uh, obviously, Chet's not this year's draft pick, but Scoot injured his shoulder. I think that was the first. Well, was that the first game against Houston he played? Yep. Um, so, and he pretty much got shut down. They're like, "You're done." But he looked pretty good <laughs> before he got injured. Um, so I don't have any doubts that he'll be uh, pretty productive. And then we got your favorite. Whoa, whoa, hold me now. <laughs> I was just about to sit him too. <laughs> the Thompson twins. Yeah. <laughs> Eamon Thompson got injured. 
yeah. right away, unfortunately. But R. Thompson with the Pistons, Osser, he looks fantastic. He looks great. He does look great. He's doing things everywhere, all across the floor, just um, both ends. So, yeah. Very smart player, too. Just, you know, very under control. I'm really impressed. I think he's going to be a great fit. That little reverse alley-oop the other day. He made that look so effortless. Yes, he did. (laughs) That was amazing. Yeah. uh, Both of those guys, you know, both of them have that kind of ability with either hand. It's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know, I guess, going into the draft, I didn't know uh, much about the Thompson Twins. um, And obviously as we were doing our homework and stuff for the podcast, I looked up some things and I was like, yeah, these guys look pretty good, but I, you can never, I, I guess I'm, I remember before the draft, I was like, Oh, this one seems kind of like a weaker draft class. And as I'm seeing these yeah. top 10 prospects, kind of, they all look, you know, pretty good. Like, and they know. all have room to grow. Yeah. I think they're all going to have a lot of impact. So that'd be cool. Brandon Miller, another one, obviously it was the, kind of controversial taking him number two um yeah but he also had a shaky start but mm-hmm. I, he's looked all right he's gonna get so much playing time and more experience and whatever it's like you said they have room to grow so yep and then but i guess other names just that stick out to me obviously uh champagne champagne um <laughs> he's he's looked really good That's my he's boy amazing um your other boy Derek Lively he's looked good yeah um your other boy sorry Eason he looks great (laughs) (laughs) yeah it sounds like he's shut down yeah um but yeah he he's awesome we'll get into Houston it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough conversation to have with that roster um yeah we'll get it I'll save it for our yep yeah for sure I was gonna say Jabari looks pretty good here in the, the summer league uh, Hardy in Dallas. Obviously, he's got some experience already, but he's been doing what he should. Orlando Robinson. Kenneth Lofton is a funny guy to me because every time I see him, I'm like, man, it doesn't look like this guy would be that good at basketball. And he's, he's good. He surprises he me, was, man. He was balling out last summer, too. Yeah. No, he's great. I always forget about him. And uh, yeah, He got some gotta... garbage time down the stretch of the regular season, too, and looked pretty decent. So yeah. he's got game. You're right. He doesn't look the part, but yeah. He can, no, he can play for sure. And then, uh, and then Nemhard obviously was in there too. And Keontae George, he's had a yeah interesting uh, summer league too. He's been pretty good. But I thought Whitmore looked good too. For he uh, has, especially for uh, what number twenty pick or whatnot. So yeah, you know, uh, aggressive, very athletic. Um, you know, I think he gets a little out of control sometimes. Gets a little too head of steam. But um, no, I, I definitely see the the potential there. Yeah, I guess I don't see what wasn't the potential. Obviously, there must have been some rumors going around, like we said, about health and things. But health and attitude and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, but no, he was definitely worth that risk. So, yeah, at that pick. But yeah, I think that's uh, I really all the impressions I have there in the summer league. I don't know if you've got uh, anything else you wanted to uh, stop on. No, not really. Just talking about the Pistons real quick, you know, I thought Weissman looked okay. Mm-hmm. Not not great, but pretty good, pretty solid. Um, I'd say the same thing about Duran. Yep. Jalen Duran. Uh, Jaden Ivey, he was up and down, you know, started very, very shaky. Um, his jump shot needs a lot of work still, but the athleticism's there, the ability to get to the cup. Um, he's got a lot of strength, a lot of ball handling, uh, pretty good vision. When he sets his mind to it and he's looking for his teammates, when he, he made dr- some good passes, but when he drives that basket hard. Like he's, I've said it before in the past. He reminds me of Ja. Like yeah, the way he absolutely very aggressive up yep. at, the, at the rim and the way he throws it down. Like he's yeah, got, same yeah. same type of game, absolutely. Yep. Uh, yep. But his shot needs a lot of work, yep. and he was forcing it a little bit too much for my liking. But um, he's got tons of room to grow. He's going to have hopefully some healthy teammates next to him this season. And that'll only help. Nope. Completely agree. Yeah. Now he, I guess he was kind of like that last year too. Maybe even, you know, during yes. the season, even at Purdue, watching him yep. play with Purdue, he, it's, he hasn't, sounds bad, but he hasn't really changed that much in the last couple of years. <laughs> so hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll come his ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, nope. All good stuff. Um, 
yeah, our Pistons are what two and one in summer league, so that's always fun to see them <laughs> in the yeah. column. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I think that's it as far as summer league. Um, obviously, I think it was these we mentioned the in season tournament in the last podcast, and then mm-hmm. it was that Saturday following uh, uh, the the publishing of the last podcast that they gave all the special details and whatnot, and it was so stupid. Actually, it was right after the uh, the Pistons. A summer league game i believe yeah um on saturday but yeah i don't know i'm still i keep going back i i mean i texted you right away i was like i think i hate this thing already i remember <laughs> saying that and i don't care for it but i think your view and your opinion is absolutely spot on it's like it's not gonna hurt anything even though and maybe it it gives some more anticipation during the beginning of the season I think the biggest thing is they're just throwing so much at us right now that it's just throwing everybody for a loop. You know, once it happens, we'll just all be sitting there just kind of watching it unfold and like the games will happen and we'll watch and we'll adjust <laughs> and then we'll be fine. That's yeah. kind of, that's kind of the way that I see it. And it's really uh, it's all the different. same schedule. Everything's the same. It's just moved around in a different spot. Yeah. I guess my problem is these people playing in this extra final a, a game that doesn't really count. Like what if somebody gets injured in that game? Oh, like, it'll suck. Yeah. But I mean, there's money on the line, so it's not for nothing. It's just for nothing in terms of like the regular season yeah. stats and standings. So, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, no, that would absolutely suck if somebody gets hurt. But I mean, I guess that's the risk that they're willing to take. Yeah. But anyway, so they gave some details, and I think you mentioned that they had it out already. It would be in Las Vegas, the what the semifinal and the final there yep. in what is that November, I believe, beginning of November. Yeah, I or think it was December. No- sorry, the tournament tips off in November, and then the yes, and then December seventh and ninth, I think yep. it was. Yep, I believe that's it. Yep, absolutely right. So yeah, we got the group play, and actually, now that I think about, as I mentioned, the group play. I mentioned in the past podcast that we were going to start going through the individual teams by kind of the bottom of the conference and move up. I decided just to change that. We're actually going to go by the group um, of each conference that they yeah, it's a good way to here. yeah, it's and a good way to kind of, of cool. embrace it. Yeah, embrace the the new groups and kind of like reintroduce them a little bit. You know, just kind exactly. of get kind of get prepared for it. Exactly, it kind of gives us a mix of teams between good and bad and stuff. So yep. that's kind of cool. So, um, so that's what we're going to do going week forward. So we're going to start with West Group B today, and then each week going forward, we'll uh, introduce a new group. But are we starting with B because we're going to start with the champs? Starting kind of with thinking, um, I think I'm starting with B because initially two of those teams were in the bottom five, so I had already done notes on them. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I that's was cool like, too. I was like, all right, I'm already ahead of the game if I yeah. <laughs> use use this group. So and and it does include the champs, so it is. Yeah, kind of cool. it's a good group. It's a good group to start with. There's a lot here. <laughs> so yeah, so it's a perfect start. But yeah. I don't know if you want to get any, any more of the in season tournament. Obviously, group play, top team of each group gets in, and then there's wild cards and there's uh, tiebreakers. I think the first tiebreakers, uh, what is it head to head, and then um, after that, I think it's point differential. I believe so. Yeah, sounds and, about right. Yeah, and then it goes through there, but yeah, no, I, I think that I think we've covered most of it. Yep, so. and I think if any, like I said, I don't think a lot of people care right now. So yeah. giving any more details and stuff is probably not important. But yep, I do like how they called it pots. They're <laughs> like pot, <laughs> pot number one will take a team out of pot number two. Like, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it sounds stupid, but anyways. Yeah. So yeah, I think that covers all that. I think we can uh, pop into the team by team. Analysis. Well, did we want to do some uh, news? Oh, yeah, and you got first? yours. Yes, yes, thank you. Yeah, no yeah. worries. Just uh, I, I don't have too much here, but uh, we've had just you know over the last week we've had a little bit of uh, signings and wavings. We had two trades first, though. I wanted to get into those real quick. Um, the Atlanta Hawks traded your boy Ty Ty Washington, Usman Garaba, and Rudy Gay, the three guys that they just got, um, and a second round pick to the OKC Thunder for Patty Mills. So all of those guys are getting rerouted from their previous trades. So we had discussions on pretty much all of those guys, and now they're all kind of moot because <laughs> <laughs> exactly. going to a new spot. But 
and who knows there there may some of those guys may still be on the move you know we'll see it's a long off season um yeah. and speaking of rerouted um Isaiah Todd he is being traded uh to the Grizzlies along with two first round pick swaps and the Phoenix Suns get three second round picks so Phoenix is still staying active still maneuvering still getting their roster finalized uh, but they're doing all the right things they're building as many tools as they can uh, for both now and moving forward. And that's very, very smart. So shout out to them. Um, as far as free agency goes, um, I wanted to start first with the Sixers. Uh, Paul Reed, he signed a three-year offer sheet because he was a restricted free agent. He signed an offer sheet with the Jazz, but the Sixers matched it right away. So he will be staying with the Sixers. And speaking of which, Montrez Harrell is staying with the Sixers. He has agreed to sign a one-year deal. So Sixers are loading up. Uh, they got a lot of big men. Uh, we already talked about how they picked up Mo Bamba, and obviously they still have Embiid, uh, but now they've got plenty of backup for him. So uh, that could be a sign that they're going to be looking to rest Embiid a little more. Um, now that he has his MVP, he might not be as hungry during the regular season to you know chase all the numbers. But obviously – they're going for it, you know, and they're they're working right now with James Harden. We're yep. figuring out this whole situation here. There's a lot of back and forth there. I think they're going to try to convince him to stay. <laughs> but we're going to keep hearing a lot of that in the meantime. So <laughs> I hate James Harden. But yeah. As a player, all not about as it. a person. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, yep. that'll be interesting to see where he goes and what they get for him. Because I, yeah. I think if I remember right, once they uh, match that offer sheet, uh, for Paul Reed, B-Ball Paul, I think they went over into a certain uh, a cap space kind of apron or something with that. So obviously they'll be moving um, some salary out. Once, yeah, uh, hard yeah they're still so. working on some stuff. So um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, he is re-signing with the Timberwolves on a two-year deal. Um, Dario Saric, he goes to the Warriors on a one-year deal. Um, Aaron Holiday. He signed with the Rockets for one year. And EJ Liddell, he um, agreed to re-sign with the Pelicans on a three-year deal. He was on a two-way contract for them last year, um, and he spent most of last year hurt. Um, but he's a player out of Ohio State and um, has yeah. some upside. So, <laughs> I mean, not it's a big not Ohio the, State It's not the Ohio but, State thing. That's yeah. the only upside he doesn't have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> better luck next um, year <laughs> couldn't have said it any better and then uh, just a few guys that got waived um, Marco Simonovic he was waived by the Bulls uh, Vernon Carey was waived by Utah and PJ Dozier got cut by the Sacramento Kings so uh, we'll have to see what happens to those three uh, we talked last week about Bull Bull Mm -hmm. He got waived and he cleared waivers. Orlando decided to cut him and nobody picked him up off waivers. It's sounding like the Suns are going to sign him, yep. but there's nothing agreed to yet. So uh, we'll have to see what happens, but it sounds like he's going to wind up going to the Suns. And again, just another fantastic move, another value pickup for them. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Kind of replaces a, Jack Landell, kind of a little bit large yeah. guy. They can pop in there. So, yep. That's yeah. Cool. That's all I got for transactions. So nice. That's all I got, my brother. <laughs> it's right, been it's... a quiet week so far. <laughs> yeah. No. As as you expected, it was going to be a a storm and then calm down a little bit here. So. There are still some pretty decent names sitting out there. Uh, that we'll have to see in the coming weeks. But, you know, again, we've talked about how, you know, when these new rookies come in, I mean, they're taking jobs, they're taking positions that would otherwise go to some of those free agents. So a lot yeah. of those guys are going to get the boot, unfortunately. I was going to say, I know we'll be talking about at least one of them today as we go to Dallas. But yep. anyways, uh, let's see. So, yeah, let's pop into the uh, team by team. I guess we should start, as you mentioned, with the champs. Golden Nuggets. <laughs> and I look at their roster and what they got going on and myself, I don't obviously you pretty much just run it back. I don't think there's really much differences, but other than 
trying to replace the guys like Bruce Brown and Jeff Green. Yep. And I think that's about it. As long as you can get some new type of role players in those positions, um, yeah, I think it should be good. Yeah, I think they're going to really be relying on the development of some of the guys that they've already had. Guys like Christian Braun, Peyton Watson, uh, Zeke Naji, who was hurt, I believe, the majority of the year. Um, they're going to be really relying on him. And then, yeah, they did sign Justin Holiday, So, you know, they're hoping that they can get some of what they lost with Bruce Brown out of him. Yep. And then, yeah, you know, they brought back Reggie Jackson. You know, he did not have much of a role for them in the playoffs, especially. But, you know, we here in Detroit know that when he's healthy, he has enough talent to contribute on the court, you know, especially as a backup. Just let him loose. So, um, yeah, I think they're still, you know, I don't know that they're my favorite to come out of the West this upcoming season, but then again, no. they weren't, <laughs> they weren't either of our favorites <laughs> this past year. And, uh, so, but they'll be right there. I mean, you know, as long as Jokic is healthy, um, as long as the rest of their team stays healthy and, you know, the guys that they have left, you know, kind of just pick right back up where they left off, they should be right in the thick of it, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, as we saw with Miami, you just got to be one of the top, you know, 10 teams in the yeah. conference to uh, compete. So yeah. um, just get together at the right time. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. As far as like draft picks and things they've done, I don't think any of those guys are really going to come in and make a, a big difference early on. They, nothing like what like Christian Brown did. Um, maybe Julian Strother or something from Gonzaga, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't see anything else there. I know um as far as like moving people to get other pieces isn't uh who am I thinking of? Psh, never mind. I'm going blank. <laughs> did you say that you wanted to do like a fantasy spin kind of on everything too? I did. I yeah, did. so um as far as these guys go, I there isn't anybody really that I'm looking at. Um, you know, I think it's just kind of the usual, you know, Jokic, Murray, Porter, um and Gordon for sure. Um, KCP to me, Contavious Caldwell Pope, he's always been a fringe kind of fantasy guy. I like him a lot this year as a late round guy. I think just with, uh, Bruce Brown leaving, I think that's going to open up even more minutes. Um, he's a low usage guy, but he's a high minutes guy. And I've said this before, any of those guys that get 30 plus minutes, mm -hmm. you know, especially like 35 plus they're immediately on my radar, regardless of, you know usage or lack thereof because you're you're out there if you're out there on the court like just things are going to happen you know you're going to get steals you're going to get a block here and there you know you're going to pick up rebounds you're going to score a couple buckets you're going to get some assists and then if you've got the skill set you know you can knock I'm down laughing. some threes and i'm laughing a little i'm like most people unless you're jordan pool yeah <laughs> oh he dude there's he a can, whole he can successfully get you zero rebounds in an entire game there are a ton of guys <laughs> who play a ton of minutes and don't do anything with them. And we could, you know, that's like a separate pod. We'll need a whole pod to list off all those guys and, and go into what they don't do. Uh, yeah. But KCP is not one of those guys. To me, I feel like, you know, again, he's a low end guy. He's a low usage guy, but he can pop off. He can get caught. He can hit some threes. He He's always he, been a great defensive player. Yeah. I was going to say he can get to the free throw line too when he needs yeah. to. Um, yeah. So. He's a guy that like, as your last round pick, that's a solid pick. You're getting a starter. You're getting a guy that's going to probably play a good amount of minutes and he's pretty durable. No, I completely agree. I, can, I think it can come very much in handy. And actually I remember my note that I just stalled on. I was, I was going to talk about bones Highland, but I'm on the wrong team now. Cause yeah, well, he's, he's been moved, but we'll get there. Do we want to get to his current team? <laughs> we can go there. Cause yeah, I don't think that, like you said, fantasy worthy, obviously you got the Jokic Murray probably moves up on a lot of people's lists um, after being healthy in his performance last year. I think he'll um, get moved up a little bit. I think there'll be a little bit of hype, but he's still, you know, he's not like a marquee guard. You know, the point guard position is so critical. You know, he's not going to go ahead of like all the other big name guys. I think people are going to go higher than we think just based on like triple doubles and things in the finals and people just having recency bias. I yeah. Well, I mean, going okay. higher than he should. Yeah. So, I mean, if he's what, if, if we think he's like maybe forties or fifties, 
you think he could go in the thirties? I think so. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah. Especially like you said, coming off the recency bias and all that stuff. Yep. I, I've seen, I've looked at a few rankings in different places that people have some early um, fantasy rankings. I've seen them as high as 27, which makes no sense to me, but um, so there are some of those crazy people out there, but yeah, most likely. Yeah. It's a bit too and, aggressive. And the spot that you said. So, and yeah. then Michael Porter Jr. has some value um, and obviously Aaron Gordon. So, yep. But yeah, let's uh, let's go right into the Clippers. All right. Well, with the Clippers, obviously, it starts with health. You know, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, um, they got to be healthy. They did bring back Russell Westbrook, so presumably he'll start at point guard. Um, you know, we're still waiting on this whole James Harden rumor stuff. You know, are the Clippers going to make any trades? They've talked talked a lot about some of their front court here that they've got kind of stockpiled, you know, guys like Marcus Morris, Nicholas Batum, Robert Covington, their names have been floated out there quite a bit. Um, they've got Zubats and Plumley at the five. I think those guys kind of, you know, Zubats, I think is a, like a late round fantasy guy, uh, but he's a guy that I think gets overdrafted. I think he's just, his name kind of is bigger than his game, but um yeah, you know, he's a he's a fine late round pick, you know, kind of a last center on your roster. Um, but it all starts at the top. It starts with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. If those guys are healthy, clearly this is a championship contending team. Um, uh, but if they're not healthy, they can't go. Um, I don't think the Clippers have much of a chance. No, I agree. Um and actually I guess maybe I should give a small summary. But the Clippers finished forty four and thirty eight last year fifth in the west and obviously lost in the first round of phoenix in five just in case yep. you had forgotten but yep. no i i agree with everything he said zubox i i think i ranked him right now as as i have it put together just over 100 so yeah i have yeah anywhere there. after 100 is fine um i wouldn't go much higher than that yeah um, it's, unless it's you're absolutely as... desperate for a center and there's nobody else left but you know i think we've talked about how you know talented the center position has become and how versatile it's become and all these guys that can step out and knock down threes and get assists and all that stuff. Zubats isn't really like that. Zubats is more of a traditional, just inside, you know, he'll get you good percentages. He'll get you some blocks. He'll get you some boards and he'll get you a little bit of scoring, but the scoring is going to be really up and down again, especially if their team's fully healthy. I was going to say all of it, it noticing from uh, betting on him in same game parlays last, last year, he was, yeah, like you said, it's kind of all or nothing type thing. He also got in foul trouble a lot. I noticed that yeah. would take him out and having Mason Plumley there as a backup, they easily just interchange him. Exactly. Him yeah. You so. can stagger those guys a lot more and, and spread them out. So yeah, that's going to, I think Zubats's minutes as a whole will come down now that Plumley's there, presumably the entire season. Yeah, I think they'll just split those guys almost 50-50, and that's going to hurt Zubats' value that much more. So Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I love their bench, though. Uh, your boy, Bones Highland, uh, he was a great pickup for them last year. Yep. I think he's going to help. You know, And having a training camp and having all those guys, again, if they can all stay healthy and then learn to play together, that's, that's really going to help them. And that'll yeah. really help a younger guy like Bones or like a Terrence Mann. Um, Norman Powell, KJ Martin, who they picked up. Correct. Yeah. Um, Amir coffee, um, Amir coffee's still there. Yeah, no, I, I like their team and they're deep. Uh, we've talked a lot about Robert Covington. I'm a yep. big, big Rocco guy, especially in fantasy. I love his game. Um, he is getting a little bit older and obviously, you know, he, he was barely used even with the Clippers injury woes. Um, so I'm hoping that he gets moved some way, somehow. But until that happens, I don't think you can draft him right now in fantasy, unfortunately. Yeah. I was going to say, last year, the, the Clippers, obviously, um, I said it a few times in prior pods, they were my pick at the beginning of the year to come out of the West. And I liked everything they were doing, and they were picking people up with you know Westbrook and whatnot to, to help out. And like you said, their depth is just amazing. But yet, I always feel they're just, they just completely are missing an identity. They have no chemistry. They're whole team just kind of seems like pieces and we we talk about the uh, you know James Harden and stuff where his landing spots are and things like that you could see him going to an LA I'm sure there's rumors galore about that 
And yeah. that's where I see the guys like, you know, the Bones Highlands, Terrence Manns the, being part of some sort of deal coming out. Yeah, and, you would think so. And if that happens and James Harden does come here, I think they're even worse off than they've started. That's <laughs> <It's, laughs> actually not, <laughs> I don't but, disagree um, with that. Too many mouths yeah. to feed and too many personalities. Exactly. So in terms I don't of, know. In terms of fantasy, I mean, we know with Kawhi and Paul George both, you know, if they're healthy, they're easily top 20 players, you know, from yep. a per game standpoint. But can you count on them to ever stay healthy at this point? Not really. Yeah. I, I actually put in, in my rankings right now as I move them, I have Kawhi Leonard actually a, little, a bit higher than Paul George just based on um, I trust him more than, than Paul George staying healthy. But, and yeah, that's, man, I just, I don't personally trust either of them. <laughs> no, um, I could, But they're I, both so good that like you can only let them slip so far in a draft sure. before you say, okay, the per game upside is just too high at this point for me to let them slip any further. I got to take them. So, um, you know, once you get into that, like, like 30 range, I think that's when, if they're still, if either of them are sitting there, that's when you really have to start looking at them and saying, okay, they've fallen this far. Who else is on the board that has the kind of upside per game that these guys are going to give you? Um, and then other than them, for me personally, I don't know that I'm touching anybody in terms of drafts. Uh, Russell Westbrook, I think his days as a fantasy player are done. You know, he's a very good, if you're in a points league, then he's fine as a late round guy. But mm. other than that, there isn't any other format where I'm touching him. Um, you know, he's a really good play in DFS if those star guys are ever out. Uh, but even then we've seen, he just has so many holes and deficiencies in his game now that, you know, yeah, it's just, and then, and then everybody else, like we said, there's just, there's so much depth on that team. You know, I think the Clippers are going to be one of those like waiver wire teams where if they do have guys sitting or guys that are hurt or whatever, they'll have a lot of guys on their bench that become popular waiver wire pickups, but I don't see a lot of these guys getting drafted. No, I agree. I completely agree with the Russ, Russell Westbrook. I've seen him down towards, you know, just if he makes a list, he's just above 150 in those 140 range or something. So he's making it in there in some spots. But yeah, I don't think he has much value anymore. Yeah, I, I think he'll get drafted in almost every single draft just because of his name. Um, correct. Correct. And, and it, it's sorry. I was just going to say, like, I don't have a problem with somebody taking him as their last pick, you know, just to get that upside that per game upside for if um george and or leonard go down and now westbrook all of a sudden has to become that you know go-to scorer and you know kind of get back to that like triple double mentality you know that he has yeah i just feel like we're at the you just mentioned uh kcp as being like a last round pickup and if you're battling between kcp and Russell Westbrook, I'm taking KCP all day. All day, especially a nine cat. You know, just again, like I said, efficiency is the name of the game here. You know, you want somebody who's going to play a lot, but you want somebody that's going to be able to give you a lot of stats across the board without um, hurting you anywhere. And, you know, where we've talked about how KCP is, you know, just a, a, a calming presence out there. You know, he's not turning the ball over. He's not, I mean, his, his shooting can go up and down. But, um, you know, he's not really turning the ball over. He's just not a very high usage guy. Uh, Westbrook is very high usage. So when he's off, it really hurts. It really hurts your team. So if you do pick him, you got to be extremely careful with him. <laughs> I got it. Sorry. This is yeah, even though as we're doing this live. So if anybody's into NBA Top Shot, there's a, a special app exclusive pack today at 6 p.m. So as we're recording it, it just happened right here. Um, so I went to go grab one while we were doing this and it was, it's, you're in the app and it says you cannot purchase within the app. So I went to the the desktop site and it says, this is an app is exclusive pack. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, normal NBA top shot shit. You can't, it's all mess. Fucked. I'm, I'm going to put it explicit on this one. It's all fucked up. So yep. those, I don't know why that thing keeps me interested, but it does for some reason. <laughs> so. Just keep the it's party like the going. It's like the Clippers. It'll just hurt you over and over again. So. <laughs> yeah. Hurt themselves. <laughs> but speaking but, of yeah. which, do we want to get <laughs> to the Pelicans? <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, man. This team. Well, let's start at the top. 
the head of the snake. <laughs> that's, that's where she started to. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna get. <laughs> I'm gonna lose. That one. I'm gonna lose so many listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I would touch you right now if I could. <laughs> Let's just get it out there. I mean, hey, it's it is what it is. You know, we're not saying anything that isn't true. <laughs> this is bad okay is. okay carry on. Right. Well, i don't know i don't even know where to go at this point i mean we just so all the off the court stuff aside you know can we can we trust or expect to see this guy on the court at any time no. i i don't think we can and he keeps talking about how he's gonna stick to his diet and do all this stuff he's been saying this since before he even came into the league so he looks and acts the exact same. He's always got the upside. He's a super freak athlete. He's a very good player when he's healthy, when he's focused, when he's playing. But the problem is he's just never out there. You can't rely on him. And so if you're trying to draft him in fantasy, you're already putting yourself at a huge risk. Then on top of that, his nine category game has flaws. He's not the most efficient player. And um, yeah, I just, I, he always gets overdrafted because of the name he's so popular. People want him. They want that upside. They want the chance to be able to have him on their team healthy for an entire season and hope that he grows out of those, you know, inefficiencies that I mentioned. And um, yeah, it just takes his game to a new level, but that's just way too much of a risk for where he's going to go in drafts for me personally. I'm not touching him. Zion to me is kind of like Bitcoin. Like, you can own <laughs> you can, you can for a own, lot of reasons yeah you you can own it if you want but man is it risky yeah and i rather sit on the side and be like not get screwed yeah. and have them on my team and in the small realm of the world that you know he has that full year that you were talking about and he's super productive and amazing i'd rather just sit back on the sideline and be like all right that was wrong and i'd, I'd rather wait a few rounds and then take a guy like Jonas Valanciunas, who will step in for him when he undoubtedly gets hurt again. And he'll step up and have big games. And Valanciunas, we talked a lot about him last year. I'm, I'm, I'm a big JV guy. And mm-hmm. he had a down year last year. I mean, there's no getting around it. But he had some big games down the stretch. And as long as he's still there with Zion, he has upside for when Zion is out. Because then that's just more rebounds for him. That's more usage for him offensively. And we've seen in years past, I mean, if you throw last year out the window, we've seen JV in fantasy has always been like a top 50, 40, 50 guy. And, you know, he's got a very nice game. I think he's a bounce back candidate this year. Um, You know, he could get traded too. He could go to a different situation and that could improve things for him. Um, you know, but I'll be real. You know, there's also a chance that maybe he's getting a little older. Maybe he's starting to slip a little bit. Um, and in any case, he will be falling in drafts, but I don't have a problem taking him as like my third or fourth center. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. And for all far. those reasons. <laughs> yeah. If he goes that far, I, I think I draft people, the, the other fantasy relevant people on this team pretending that he's actually not even there in a way um like the the valentunas is like you said picking up slack if he's not in there or uh, uh even a herb jones slate or uh, you know brandon ingram in there all these guys that are have some relevance trey murphy i mean everybody yep. other than him <laughs> yeah i yeah. i would love to you know put on my team although we talk about him being inconsistent um and not too efficient and the whole team, that's pretty much the MO of the entire New Orleans Pelicans team. They're just very inefficient. I don't know. I don't think any of those guys I just mentioned um, is that efficient. Um, well, and they're just, the- none of them are durable. You know, they're just so inconsistent as far as just being on the court. You know, all the things that we said about Zion, you can almost say the exact same thing about Brandon Ingram. You know, I don't think it's an effort thing with BI. Um, but in any case, like he's just, you know, he's always hurt. He's in and out of the lineup. You know, when he's out there, he produces. He's a good player. He's a he's easily a top 50 guy uh, per game, you know, when he's on the court. Um, but, you know, he's going to slip a little bit because he's not as reliable. So, um, 
But having said that, I I would much rather take Brandon Ingram than Zion Williamson. Correct. And same, uh, same thing goes for CJ McCollum, you know, and McCollum, I like him, you know, he's another one that's kind of slipped the last couple of years, but he's still, um, you know, solid guard. You know, he, he has the ball in his hands a lot. Um, he and Ingram are the kind of the primary ball handlers on their team. So uh, the usage is still there. I like these guys as mid round guys, you know, I don't have a problem with taking them, you know, anywhere past like 50, you know, I think mm-hmm. that's kind of perfect timing for these guys, for all of them. And, um, you know, you're, you're going to be rolling the dice no matter which one you pick. Um, but either way, I, I think as long as you're not reaching for anybody, yeah, pretty much everybody on this team, like you said, you know, all the guys that we mentioned are guys that are, um, draftable for sure in fantasy this year. Yeah. And I, actually out of all the teams we're going to talk about, I think they might have the most amount of draftable players as far as uh, quantity, not so much quality, but, um, I mean, I could see people wanting like a Jose Alvarado late, very late, obviously. <laughs> well, and or, especially uh, if there's injuries. Yeah, correct. Yep. For sure. Um, you know, there isn't a lot of handcuffing really in basketball, but if you wanted to, you could handcuff a guy like Alvarado for sure to any of, you know, McCollum, Ingram, or even Zion. Yeah, maybe Cody Zeller gets some relevance too. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they still have Larry Nance Jr. on the roster too. You know, he's another one that like when he plays, he's very efficient. He's a very fancy friendly player, but he's getting up there in age now too. Um, He's not that old, but he's still like, you know, with the wear and tear and, you know, you can't really count on Larry Nance Jr. The days of drafting him in fantasy are over, uh, but he has, you know, spurts where he can be, you know, a waiver wire kind of guy, you know, just temporarily for sure. And then as, yeah, as far as their team makeup and how their roster is right now, I don't really see them doing anything else. I kind of see like what you see is what you get with their team right now. Um, yeah. Right now. Um, you know, again, there's still, we've got a couple months here of off season, so things could change. Guys could move. We'll have to wait and see. But as of right now, if we're breaking down this team, this roster, that's kind of where we're looking. Yep. All righty. Who else we got? Um, we got Dallas. Let's do Dallas. All right. And so, I mean, you said that you think New Orleans has a lot of guys. I actually think Dallas could potentially have a lot of guys here in fantasy too. Um, you know, we'll start at the very top with Luca and Kyrie. Um, you know, you can say what you want about the fit for them together, but separately in fantasy, they're both so dynamic. They're both so good. And as long as they're healthy, you got to draft them. You know, you've got to be aggressive on them. Um, Luca's always super popular. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna be a very early pick. Um, I've heard people talking about him still as a top, you know, two or three guy. I'm not I mean, that high on I was him. Say that sounds a little crazy. Yeah, um, but it just goes to show that if you want him, you basically got to plan on taking him with your first pick. That's true. And. <laughs> and as far as Kyrie goes you know he's he's um been on the court you know we talked about how you know this past season both with Brooklyn and Dallas he was you know primarily on the court which is a change for him and that's huge you know he's got a you know what his his per game upside has always been there but the knock on him's always of course been you know is he reliable is he going to be out there is he going to play or is he going to do his little disappearing act well last season he was great. And, you know, he just across the board, whether you talk about per game or you talk about totals, um, he was the absolute man. And, you know, he's proven now that like, you just have to take him. He's right up there with like the dames and the Steph Curry's and, you know, all those other marquee guards, you know, he's right there. I think you pretty much have to take him right with all those other guys hard in um, and, and depending on where Dame ends up, because I obviously, well, if he moves, right, I guess there's still the chance that he doesn't move. But if he does exactly. move somewhere, I'm assuming to me, Kyrie's more valuable than Dame. Because I would, yeah, assume... he might be safer, which is yes. weird to say. Yeah, very weird to say, <laughs> um, but could potentially be true. So. And as far as uh, offensive options on a team to go to, Doncic is clearly number one in my mind, at least, and then Kyrie's your number two. But they're pretty close. Whereas they're very close. If, if Dame goes to 
is, I don't who knows wherever he goes, but uh, let's say he goes to Miami and that actually happens. He's, you know, he's going to be spreading the ball around. Like yeah. it's not going to be just Dame, at least yep. in my opinion, it won't be. So, yep. And then the rest of this team is an absolute crapshoot. So, um, you know, we really need to see how this team looks, you know, come training camp and preseason. But uh, Grant Williams, obviously they went out and got him. You know, I, I expect that they're going to utilize him. I expect that he'll start. And uh, even if he doesn't start, I think he's going to have a really big role on this team. So he's a guy that I think definitely has um, fantasy value. Um you know, and again, especially if he's, if he does start and if he's getting anywhere near 30 minutes a game, you know, we saw with him in the Celtics, you know, he's got a very fancy friendly game, um, you know, just kind of does a lot of everything, you know, and he's, he's going to bring that toughness. They need him. They need a guy like him out there with those two guards. So um, I like Grant Williams a lot. I think he's a, a guy that you could pick in the later rounds. Um we talked about Derek Lively. I'm really high on him. I thought that was a fantastic draft pick for them. Um, I think that athleticism at the center position, I think that's exactly what they needed. Um, and then we talked about Rashawn Holmes. You know, Rashawn Holmes in the past has always been a really good fantasy player when he's playing. Um, but the problem is he's been behind people and hasn't had the opportunity, you know, whether it was in Philly with Embiid or in Sacramento with your boy Domas. Um, yeah, he kind of took a back seat to those guys. But now here in Dallas, everything's kind of wide open. So he has an opportunity. Let's say if they start Holmes, uh, they could start Holmes. They could potentially start Grant Williams at the three. They could start Holmes at the four and Lively at the five. That's a big lineup. But, it you know, they have the ability to do that. Um, and if, even if they don't start those guys, they could play all of those guys. You know, they could play them all together for big stretches at a time. Yeah, um, I, I for me, obviously Dallas. I think their biggest weakness is on the defensive end because they got these two great offensive weapons. So yeah. doing doing that larger lineup, I think, would be great as far as you know, have your your two headed snake here offensively and everybody else defensively. I guess as far as everybody else though is concerned, I feel like the Dallas Mavericks is kind of going to be like a revolving door after those two guys, and I think pieces are going to keep. It might be. It has the potential to be if if they don't if they aren't decisive on a lineup if they do kind of what they've been, if Jason Kidd kind of does what he's been doing, where he's just inserting different people here and there, you know, like last year they started JaVale McGee at the beginning of the year. Then they pulled him right away. Mm -hmm. uh, they were starting Dwight Powell for a while. Then they went to Maxi Kleba. He was in and out of the lineup. He had injuries too. That's the other thing was they had a lot of injuries. Um, they wound up bringing Seth Curry back and he's a mm -hmm. guy that's been in and out of the lineup. If he's healthy, he's got low end value for a shooting. He's a guy that, and he's, he's a pretty popular waiver wire kind of guy, especially if you're in like head to head leagues and you're looking for three pointers. He's a, he's a very like streamable guy for threes for points and threes. Does um, Seth Curry fit into another spot other than that shooting your position? No, I think he's just, That's you know, it. he's going to, he's okay. just going to back, he's going to back up both of those guys, um, yep. you know, Tyree and, and Luca. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. It sounds like they're going to move him. It sounds like they're working on um, some different trade options. And I think one of the reasons why is because they want to start giving more minutes to Josh Green. They really like him, and they're ready for him to kind of take that next step. Um, so we'll have to see what happens. I think there's there, there's still more room for change here. I, I don't think this is the finished product. So, um, but But either way, we'll have to see. We don't know yet who, what their lineup's going to look like. And like you said, if it's how consistent they're going to be with it, if they're starting the same guys every night and those guys are playing the minutes, I think, like I said, you know, I think Grant Williams, if he's a full-time starter and he's playing 30 plus minutes, I think he's absolutely a fantasy player. I'd say the same thing for Rashawn Holmes. And I don't know that lively is going to get those minutes, especially early, but mm -hmm. if he does, He's another one. I think all of those guys, if, if, if we see in preseason that they're out there uh, playing those kinds of minutes, they're going to be putting up numbers and you're going to want to draft them. Nope. I completely agree with everything you just said. And then I keep looking at Christian Woods name here, free agent. Obviously I think we'll be talking about him on a different team here. Yeah. <laughs> coming, if anything, weeks, so. he, I mean, it's crazy how, how far he's fallen, but yeah, 
Um, you know, he's got some baggage. He's got a lot of uh, kind of attitude kind of stuff. You know, a lot of a lot of stuff's been talked about. He's a good player, really talented guy. Um, and he's a guy that, like, if he goes to the right situation, he's absolutely um, on fantasy boards. But right now, I just don't see a team that's going to bring him in and say, hey, here's a starting spot, you know, and here's plenty of opportunity for you. I think it, no matter where he winds up, he's going to have to earn a spot, and he might even have to wait a little bit. Yeah. All right, so we're heading towards the end here. I think we hold on to Houston because we probably got a bit of things to say about them. We'll move them on to next week. Um, yeah, good call. And I will just uh, finish this out with the WNBA update. Here's the dub date. So I don't have too much stuff. Um, it's If you don't know, it's All-Star Week and weekend for the WNBA. So Friday, interesting enough, is the um, skills competition, which is on Friday at 4 p.m., <laughs> which is the weirdest time ever. It is. Skills competition, but there you go. Obviously, WNBA is still not super popular here. Um, All-Star Games on Saturday. Um, other news that actually broke, I think, while we were recording our last week's podcast is Nafisa Collier and uh, Brianna Stewart has teamed together to create um, a new basket, women's basketball league um, called I Unrivaled. And it's basically three, uh, 3v3 and 1v1, some one-on-one tournaments. So that should be really interesting. It's a top, you know, trying to get top 30 um, very um, highly sought after or just great women's basketball players um, in this league. So I'm sure they got a lot of friends and a lot of pull and that should be fun, but that's supposed to be in the winter. I think it's like January through March off season stuff. And it's supposed to help. So these ladies don't have to go overseas to exactly. make more money and things. That's and just it. Yep. Stay around their family. Safety so first. Thing. Yep. Um, so that's huge. Um, yeah. As far as pickups and stuff, you don't really have to worry about anything because there's no games until I believe Tuesday, maybe even Wednesday of next week. So you got a while before. I it's think it's like... the 18th. Okay. So yeah, it's a, it's a two week uh, fantasy week. Um, it, just overview real quick. As far as people that are surprising for this year, I know you drafted Satu Sabali. She's number seven ranked in fantasy women's yeah, basketball. Awesome. She's I wanted to just call her a stud, and I will. She's a stud. <laughs> she's I'll just fantastic. Yeah, I'm obligated to say it. <laughs> she's fantastic um, with Dallas, and then Jackie Young in Las Vegas. She always was good, and but she's on a stacked team, you know, with Las Vegas, and she's yeah. number ten um, in fantasy, which says a lot considering everybody else who's there. So um, she's having a great year, and then just people that we called out or maybe i called out i guess i called sabrina unescu not to have a top 10 season right now she's at number 12 obviously with brianna stewart there so you were right drop. yep and then we're gonna we got some more Aliyah boston number 15 i had her ranked around you know 25 and that was high on on my end compared to other people so that's pretty impressive um and Ezzy megbagor i liked her a lot she's actually number 14 ranked this year right now so got a lot of stuff right um which is pretty cool. So good job, my man. Thank you. So as far as pickups for um, next week, when stuff starts, we talked about Jordan Horston. She's a great pickup. Sammy Wickham over there in Seattle. Great pickups. Uh, Jewel Lloyd. I assume she'll be back, but who knows, you know, the ankle tweaks. We'll see what happened. Um, shout out to her though. She record nine threes made in the game um, earlier this week. Uh, Tiana Hawkins. I talked about last week, still a good pickup with, uh, uh, Atkins actually just got injured and uh, Deladon is still injured. She turned her ankle, came back and turned the same ankle yeah, in the next that. game. So that looks awful. Yeah. I think if you, well, you, you turn it once and you play a little bit differently after that. So maybe rushed her back a little too early, but um, Nia coffee. Great in Atlanta. She's still a good pickup and she helped me win that $700 yesterday. Um, Lindsay Ellen's still a possible guard pickup in Minnesota too. So that's about all I got as far as women's basketball. If you want to watch the all-star game. Oh, actually in the SBs, LeBron James had a shout out to uh, Asia Wilson and said, uh, you know, go support those uh, wonderful ladies of the WNBA. So Classic. good on, yep. Good on him for that. So again, we thank everybody for listening to menace Podman. Uh, you can find episodes every week. You can find us on Twitter at menace Podman. I'm actually thinking about starting a th- uh, threads as well which is that new twitter rival yeah things are kind of crazy on twitter uh, we don't know what's going to happen with elon but uh yeah so i'll start i'll 
probably get that started when that comes out. You'll see that. So I'd like to thank everybody. Good pods, feed spot, um, all those people that help us get stuff out and give us some cool rankings. But uh, yeah, we encourage you to leave a review, leave a message and support us. Hope, hopefully you're liking what you hear and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Parliament.